your uh, butt's all better. My uh, butt's all better now. <laughs> Why do I feel like every time we hit record, we just forget how to do this? Like mm-hmm. it's it's only been a week, but we just forget everything. I know. We just don't know it's what's bad. going on. Period. Um. Well, thank you for bearing with us. Welcome back to the Nightmare Girls podcast, and everything is on fire. Oh my gosh, our yep. podcast is legal to drink alcohol. Yeah, we hit oh 21. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my lucky yes. number, too. Look at us go. Yeah, but the podcast can't go to any clubs right now because of COVID, but soon. Mm. Soon the podcast <laughs> is staying home. Their moment. Quarantining yeah. for safety. Yes. Mm-hmm. How is everyone? How are things? Um, you know, <laughs> decent. Mm-hmm. I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Those okay. Are well, that's all we can ask statements. for, honestly. We need someone to talk about conspiracy theories, so I'm glad you're here <laughs> and still with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Meg? How, how are you? Um, I mean, today was a day. I think all yep. three of us had a day based off of the yeah. texts we were sending each other, but, you know, we're here. I'm wearing um, Christmas pajamas, in case anyone cares, just because I, I just bought you. them. Thank you. I know very last cute. episode. Thank you. Last episode, we talked a lot about how, like, we weren't all Christmas before Thanksgiving people, but mm-hmm. I bought these because of a sale, and now I just feel like I need to wear them, mm-hmm. you know, so. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a day. Rose, updates. Um, I'm hanging in Anything. there. Okay. I feel like slamming my head into a wall, but other than oh. that, we're okay. Glad we're all just doing so great <laughs> mentally. We're yeah. just, like, <laughs> thriving here. Yeah. No, I'm it's okay. that point of the year where it's, like... Uh-huh. We all need a break from everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really looking forward so. to Thanksgiving. I'm going to go home and spend some time with my parents, eat some Yay. food, Yay. be Me fat. too. Oh, yes. I'm going back to New Jersey for the first time Oh, exciting. August. Yay. So, woohoo. Can't wait to see my dog. That's going to be exciting. So. Just the dog. Everyone else. Just the dog. Everyone else is like, whatever. It's fine. Just okay, she, she doesn't recognize care. me on FaceTime. Everyone else does, so... That's all I really <laughs> Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah. Also, happy early Thanksgiving to all of you. Yes. I think we had discussed probably not putting out an episode next week because oh, of family yes, yeah, yes. It'll be things. So, just heads up, you won't hear from us next week because we will be we're spending time with our families. Giving thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should spend time with your families as well. Yeah. Even if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, it's just a good time of year to just hang out with fam and friends. Yeah. And Take and if pill. you hate your family, you can just catch up on the podcast instead. Yeah, yeah. we're your family. We are your found family. <laughs> yes, we will be your family. We're, we're your three crazy aunts. Yes. yes. Crazy drunk aunts. Yes, every sure. function, there is a drink in hand, even if there doesn't seem to be alcohol present. No one mm-hmm. quite knows where they came from. It's fine. Yeah. It's Flask in our purse. It. Yeah. Yep. I think, I don't I, Anna, you might have been the one that said this. We are very much so like the, um, the three... Oh my gosh, I can't think of what they're called, but like in Hercules, like Hades, oh, the yeah. lady people that yep. share the eyeball. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Except it's a brain cell. Uh-huh. Yes, it's yeah. the one brain cell that we juggle <laughs> and like fight each other for. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cool. Please well, shall shall we start? I'm really excited for Meg's story. She said it's scary. Yes, it's pretty messed up. Intense. Um, Yeah, and also, once again, like, last week, I actually texted Rose and Anna, and I was like, what's the tone we're going for, ladies, because last week my story was really messed up, and theirs were funny, so um, I got the okay to basically continue doing the 
messed up stories, so mm-hmm. that's fine. So that's what we're going to do, but I'm going to kick this off by sending you a photo. Oh, I'm just asking you if you know anything about this place, or if it looks familiar, okay? Okay. Okay. You're making me nervous. The, the photo has been sent. <gasps> the Sally house! It's the yeah! Sally house! You're it's kidding. Stop I'm it, so stop glad it. you got it right off the bat. I was oh like, I'm going to send this photo, God, and there's going to be radio silence, and everyone's going to be like, what? And I'm going to be like, oop. No, I literally just rewatched the Bu- BuzzFeed Unsolved episode where they go there. Oh my god, oh perfect. My god. That's part of my research. That's, I watched BuzzFeed Unsolved's video. So. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It looks like... it. I mean, it doesn't look exactly like it, but it reminds me of like my grandparents' old house. Oop. Oh. Yeah. Well, Spook. that's concerning. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the similar kind of style. So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It looks like a very unassuming white house. Right. It just outside. looks like a normal so, oh. suburban house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we'll post it on Instagram. But fun fact, we're heading back to Atchison, Kansas, baby. And you oh my God, again. might remember this location <sighs> because this is where the McIntyre Villa is that I talked wow. about like weeks and weeks ago. And I had intended about on talking about the Sally House in oh. October. And then I just didn't have the time to do the research just because it's there's a lot. Um, right. Yeah, so we're returning to Atchison now. Also, mm. hey there to the McIntyre Villa. They're our Instagram friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, after we talked about them on the podcast, they gave us a shout-out on their Instagram and followed us, mm-hmm. so we feel really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty yeah. sweet. Yes, and they told They're us we can cool. film a podcast in um, in the house if we ever come. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. We have to we do have it, to guys. Go. Yeah. And they continually post updates on their Instagram that make it very clear that you like you should not want to go, but we're probably going to go. That should I be fun. Go, though. I want to be yeah. haunted. No, I don't. Me but too. Too but late, hun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, on that note, so most of my information about the Sally House is from the BuzzFeed Unsolved video because it's just excellent and it's in a video where they they go to other haunted places as well so the video isn't titled like the Sally House it's titled something about like terrifying demons or something like that I don't remember off the top of my head even though I should have written it down but it's an excellent video and I also watched Loie Lane's video on YouTube about it and then I read a bunch of stuff on the Visit Atchison website Atchison is so hard to say for some reason my goodness (laughs) Already. So let's get into it because there's just like so much going on with the Sally House. So first and foremost, it is located at 508 North 2nd Street in Atchison, Kansas, and it is considered one of the most haunted houses in America. I just lost my spot. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) it was built between 1857 and 1871, and it's the kind of haunted place that begs the question, what exactly is haunting it? But we'll get to that. So there are three confirmed deaths within its walls, and they are Michael Finney, who died in 1872, William True, who died in 1918, and Agnes True, who died in 1939. So it would make sense that this house is haunted, considering there has been a decent amount of death there, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there could be more to it than just people dying, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's talk about the initial legend of the Sally House. And I will say, this legend is, like, kind of disputed amongst paranormal investigators and just, like, people who research the Sally House in general because there's no 
confirmation that this like ever actually happened but this seemed to be the legend that like really spurred the reputation of the sally house being haunted to begin with so it's worth including also just because it's like really disturbing and it might be true we just don't know and there's no documentation to suggest that this actually happened but this is what the visit atchison website even like posts about the history of the house so there must be some semblance of truth somewhere in there but anyway so dr finney as in the Finneys who owned the house and one of them died. That was that first confirmed death that I mentioned. Um, he was a physician and he lived in the house and I believe he practiced sometimes in the house. Um, he was just like hanging out in his house and then he heard like a banging on his door and he opened it to see one of his neighbors who was distraught because they were carrying their young daughter whose name was apparently Sally. And their young daughter was screaming and thrashing and in a lot of pain. And the neighbor was like, you need to help me. I don't know what's wrong with my daughter. Like something is clearly very, very wrong. And she's in excruciating pain. So Dr. Fenny's like, okay, bring her in, even though they're not in any sort of like sanitized location or like, you know, they're not at a hospital. They're in someone's house. So Dr. Fenny's like, bring her in. She's like screaming, kicking, thrashing around. And then he eventually comes to the conclusion that what must have happened is this young girl's appendix burst. So, yeah. So when that happens, you really need to have surgery like immediately or else things can just go haywire. And he's like, okay, well, I'm not at a hospital or any sort of like hospital like location, but clearly this has an immediate need or something's Mm -hmm. going to happen. And he happened to have some medication and sedation materials on hand. So he's like, let's drug this girl up a little bit, and then we can get started. So he gives her some of the drugs. (laughs) No, just wait. He gives her some of the drugs, and he at first is like, oh my gosh, they're not working, because the girl's continuing to kick and thrash around. And then finally, it seems like she's, you know, gone under the influence of the drugs. She's sedated. She should be good to operate on. So he begins to operate. Probably on his, like, kitchen table or just some, like, random table. I I know. Oh, no, is correct. So he begins to operate, and as he's beginning this operation and has begun the operation, he realizes a little too late that she is still awake. <gasps> oh, no. It's my worst fear. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's, like, absolutely the worst thing ever. So oh, God. he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, she's awake, and I started this operation, and she can feel everything probably, and oh, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. But if you, you can't just, like, leave someone, like, cut open and, like, not yeah. continue an operation, especially one of that – um, high of a emergency like, type mm-hmm. surgery. Right. So he continues on the operation, but unfortunately, and sparing all of you the gorier details, Sally passes away because of blood oh. loss and shock. Oh, so oh, that's so sad. Yes, oh, it's no. incredibly tragic. And again, there's no like absolute confirmation that this is the origin of a lot of the the dark things that happen in this house but Mm -hmm. this seems to be the one that everyone believes and the one that everyone talks about and remembers because it is just so like devastating Mm -hmm. and just horrible especially knowing like he was really just trying to help and Mm -hmm. I think he felt pressure to do something in that situation because when your neighbor just shows up and knows that you're a physician and is like you need to help my daughter I don't know what's going on like like Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he tried so Yeah, so rumors of this Sally girl who had supposedly died in the house were really credited for the haunts of the place. So lots of residents of the Sally house over the years have experienced paranormal activity, but it was in the 1990s when people were like, oh shit, I think this place is actually true evil, 
and perhaps more than just little old Sally being a little ghost girl and doing things. So here's where things really get (laughs) crazy. So in 1992, young couple Tony and Deborah Pickman decide to rent the place and they move in with their newborn son. It seemed very unassuming and you all just saw the picture of it. It really is just like this like plain looking white house from the outside. Your little standard home, nothing special. Something you'd probably see in like a catalog of like boring homes in the Midwest. <laughs> boring homes. <laughs> I, I'm a subscriber. How'd you know? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah, I think we all are. <laughs> you know, it's so fun. So when they first moved in, they started experiencing like your standard like paranormal activity stuff. And they weren't like initially too freaked out and I think it might have been because when they moved into the area people were probably like that's the Sally house little ghost stuff happens there and they were like okay so I again I don't know why they would be like okay or stay there even with like little things happening because I'd be like peace we're moving but (laughs) right whatever so some of the stuff that would happen was like lights would dim objects would move on their own their dog would bark constantly at the room that was the nursery for their son there was this, like, foul smell with no source. Uh-oh. It was described as smell- smelling like sulfur. Nope. So That's demons. Ooh, that's, that's demons. Thank you. That's um, a sign. Goodbye. Yes. And their newborn son would wake up every hour, which, of course, oh. may not seem that unusual because, you know, newborns wake up through the night. But apparently, according to Deborah Pickman, the sounds that their newborn would make when he woke up sounded like, quote, someone was playing with him. <gasps> No, I hate that a lot. Yep. So, very disturbing. And they really realized something was off when there was one night, or not, I guess it wasn't a night, I don't know when this happened, but basically a neighbor came over and was like, Deborah, like, I just don't understand how your son sleeps at night because you keep the the light on in the nursery all night. I can see it from my house. And Deborah's like, Stop it. I don't know what you're talking about because I turn (laughs) off the light every night before I put my son to bed. Like, the light is turned off. Like, I turn it off. And the neighbor's like, that's just so odd because I literally see it on all night. Like, all hours of the night. Like, Ugh. I wake up to go, like, to get a glass of water. And I can see it from one of the windows in my house. And the light is just, like, on. And so they're like, okay. Something's weird. No, and so thanks. then things really begin to pick up on July 4th, 1993, when Deborah, Tony, and Deborah's sister were, I guess, just hanging out. Like, probably celebrating 4th of July would be my guess in the house. And they had put their, um, the son to bed, like, a while before. And I guess they all just, like, went upstairs to, like, check on him and see how things were going. And so they found a circle of stuffed animals on the floor. And all of the stuffed animals were facing outward of the circle. So they were, like, back to back. And they were just, like, in this little, like, culty circle in the middle of the floor. Nothing. So, yeah. Which is just really, that's just, like, creepy. Like, imagine, like, a bunch of beanie babies just, like, in, like, oh a God. circle of their own. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. So, I'm glad. I thought you were going to say the baby was in the middle. And oh, no, no, no. I would have. No, no, no. Baby, baby was in the crib. Probably, I, I, I would assume asleep. The stuffed animals were just doing their doing their thing. But Still, that's not I guess, great. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess. Toy Story. <laughs> oh, my toy gosh. Story it's the that's, that's the actual thing happening in the, the Sally house. It's Toy Story. <laughs> but Sorry. cult. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I guess Deborah, Tony, and Deborah's sister were not really, like, too concerned by this initially. They just assumed someone else had, like, one of the other ones of them had done it. Like, uh-huh. someone was playing a joke. Someone was messing with them. Probably because they had described, like, seeing some of, the, like, the little stuff earlier on. So they were like, ha right. very funny, whatever. 
So they put the stuffed animals back wherever they came from and left the room and turned off the light again, made sure the light was off. And a little bit later, they went back upstairs just to check and the light was on in the bedroom, mm-hmm. in the, the nursery, sorry. And there was one bear that was out of place and it was lying on its back, just like staring up at the ceiling. Oh my gosh. And all of them had been together this time, so they knew no one had gone upstairs and like Mm -hmm. messed with anything. So they were really disturbed and they decided to pack up and leave to stay with Tony's parents for just like a couple of days just to be like, let's get out of the house. This is just weird. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Of course they ended up returning because they own that house and... They actually yeah. lived there. And they were like, you know what? Maybe we're just like making this a bigger thing than it needs to be. So when they came back to the house, um, there was one instance, and this actually continued to happen multiple times, but uh, Tony felt a stinging sensation on his back. And they lifted his shirt, and they saw three distinct claw marks on his back, as if someone had like really oh, no. like deeply scratched him. Three is bad. Yeah. Bad sign. Yes. I think something like that happened when I talked about Annabelle, too. Like, I'm pretty sure someone yeah. was scratched like that also. <laughs> yeah. With Annabelle. Yeah. So Wasn't it seven? It was the I, boyfriend I like... of the nurse. Yes. It, yeah, it, it was seven, because it was, like, three and then four, maybe, yeah. or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, and there's actually photos of the scratches, too, if you Google it. You can see, oh like, God. different pictures. I will say a lot of the, like, actual, like, photo evidence and stuff, I couldn't get my hands on because you have to buy Deborah's book. And, like, oh. Deborah, I'm sure <laughs> okay. her book's great, but I had to, I just did not. I used sources that used your source to mm-hmm. do this research because I just. We broke. Cannot. We're poor. Yeah, we're sorry, broke, Deborah. Deborah. We're I'm broke. so sorry. <laughs> we don't make any money from this, so. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. We do this. This is all out of the goodness of our hearts that we tell people. <laughs> the goodness story. of our hearts. <laughs> More like the demon obsessed in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Tony just kept getting scratched. And I guess the scratches kept getting more vicious as, like, times went on. And there was actually a couple occasions, I guess, where, like, I don't know if it was paranormal investigators or if they were doing, like, home videos and stuff, but they actually got, apparently, video footage of scratches, like, manifesting on camera. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. And again, I could not locate this video, but Jesus. Just Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So the Pikmans were finally like, okay, something wrong is happening here. And it doesn't seem like just like a normal little haunting. So they reached out to a psychic, as people do. And so the psychic came to the house and picked up on a presence that they named Sally. Mm-hmm. So now let's jump back in time a little bit. So I guess there were residents that owned the house before the Pikmans moved in. And one of them had told an investigator, I think, like, after the Pikmins had experienced all of this, that they actually um, lived in the house when their daughter was five at the time, and their five-year-old daughter had this imaginary friend that she would call Sally, which was a strange coincidence because she had not been told that the psychic named Sally as, like, the presence in the house. Uh, So I guess when this little girl had this imaginary friend named Sally, a lot of misbehavior that seemed to happen in the house would be blamed on Sally or... She'd be like, Sally told me to do that. Oh, no. So they're like, oh, this is a strange coincidence. But then on October 31st, 1993. Mm-mm. Yep. Halloween. We love it. <laughs> did you did you not realize that was Halloween? For no, I'm really bad with dates. I once thought Christmas was on the 30th. Okay, moving uh, on. <laughs> I'm, Okay. <laughs> this has been episode a billion of Anna being an idiot. <laughs> yep. 
it's just First a it's Mary Shelley, and now it's Christmas Day. Like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't ever remember. I don't know when Valentine's Day is. I don't know what date it's, it is. Are you, are you serious? Is it the 14th? Yeah, because I know it's either the 13th or the 14th, and the other one is my niece's birthday. Oh, I just so never remember when, which okay, one's which. Okay, that's fair. It's the 14th, right? Yes. I, I, don't, okay. I don't really celebrate <laughs> Valentine's Day, so I'm just, like, too cool, for, uh, too above that. You know, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just very yeah, single, yeah. so it's fine. Um, anyway, Rose and her, and Rose and Jen are laughing at me in the distance. <laughs> but, that's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Anyway. Also, Jen needs to come on the podcast. Definitely. This one. Because I know she's been on two yeah. philosophy minors, and if she has any fun spooks or just wants to be here and chat with us, tell her to come yeah, by. Jen, if you're out. listening. <laughs> <laughs> creepy pasta party for sure oh, yes. yeah. Um, yeah also we so, uh, this is side note i think we forgot to do one this month but we it's did okay. we did there was a lot going on this month and yeah mm-hmm. yeah we got too amped Sorry. up about halloween and then it snuck up yes on yes, yes. So we did so much in october that we kind of just like <laughs> the beginning of november hit and we were like yeah. what but we'll do a fun <laughs> christmas themed one or like holiday themed one for December. yeah for sure so well, anyway, back to Halloween. <laughs> so, October 31st, 1993. Tony went to grab a glass of orange juice from the kitchen, and he was pouring the juice, and he heard, like, a sound behind him. So he turns around, and he sees this little girl in early 1900s clothes, and he was like, oh, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? So <laughs> the girl obviously, like, ran off or, like, disappeared before he could, like, actually do anything about it. So he drew out a sketch of what the girl looked like and showed Deborah. And I guess the original sketch is in the book of Deborah Pickmans. And basically, the, those residents that I mentioned from before with the, the young daughter that had the imaginary friend, Sally, she's mm-hmm. older now. And they actually showed her the picture that Tony drew. And he was like, she was like, oh, my gosh, that is my imaginary friend. Like, that is what Stop she it. looks You're kidding. Like. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Thank you. So. That's crazy. Yes. So anyway, back to some more activity because things are really picking up in the house after this point, after he sees that little girl. So we have some fun stuff happening, like random fires starting in the house. Woohoo. We love a pyromaniac demon. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. So great. I guess um, former residents had also experienced like random fires and they said that they used to start in the room that the Pikmins used as a nursery also. (laughs) Oh, no. I would get my baby out of that room. Yes. For sure. Yes. Why they would continue to use it as a nursery is, like, truly beyond me. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And some other fun stuff happened. Like, one time a lamp was picked up and thrown across the room at Tony's mother when she visited. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Also, that just made me think of the photo that I showed you guys a couple weeks ago of the Enfield poltergeist when the brick <laughs> was thrown at that woman's head. <laughs> I think about yeah. that picture daily. <laughs> it's so fu- it's it really isn't funny, but it is. Like it is so it funny. Is, it is very funny though. Yeah. Uh, other stuff that happened. Tony could hear scratching sounds behind the bed, and it sounded like when you have like a small animal stuck in the wall, and they're like trying oh. to claw out. Uh-huh. I don't like that noise at all. Or like scritchy scritch. Get mm-hmm. me out. Yeah. Scritchy scritch. <laughs> what was it? Oh, crickety crack. Crickety crack. Do you remember when we had um, squirrels in the ceiling of the LLC? And they would yeah. stick their little hands through. Or, like, the claws would lift, and they'd be like... <laughs> it's wild. That anyway. building's haunted. Convince me otherwise. Any Assumption students listening <laughs> have been in the LLC, you know what we're talking about. But yeah. <laughs> And freakiest of all, Tony saw the little girl again. And I guess she just, like, came up to him and grabbed his wrist. And, 
burned, quote, bright red fingerprints into his <gasps> arm. Oh, gosh. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So this was a tip off that Sally maybe was not just like a little girl. Yeah. Ghost. That's and not Tony was like. That's not normal. Yeah. Yes. No, not at all. And Tony was like, let's go. Let's go. Peace out. Goodbye, Sally House. But Deborah was like, I haven't personally seen any of this shit. So maybe we should just stay a little bit longer. Maybe you're like oh, Deborah. being Deborah. dramatic. Or... Deborah, please. I know. Debbie. 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 Come on. Debbie. Can we call you Debbie? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah. Don't sue us. But Tony's like, Deborah, please, I am not happy. I am incapable of thinking happy thoughts in this house. Like, he literally was like, I cannot think anything happy. And then he also said that he had urges to, quote, hurt Deborah. And here's an actual quote that he said. Quote, that something can come up inside me and make me capable of doing that. I just, it tears me up. As much as I hate to say it, I'd planned on slitting her throat. (gasps) Oh, I just got chills. That's awful. Oh my god, me too. That's so creepy. That's so, awful. Oh my god, oh my god. That's demonic. Yeah. That is. Straight up so, demon. Yeah. Finally, they were like, in 1994, they did leave. So after two years of just like absolute hell, they finally got out of the house. <gasps> Thank goodness. So people are like, what exactly was going on with the Pikmins at the Sally house? So a lot of people assume that those experiences suggest that Sally quote unquote that Tony kept seeing was actually a demon masquerading as a little girl which is not unusual demon behavior because when mm-hmm. they're trying to trick people to prey on them um you know they take a form that would be unassuming because I think if most people were in a house that was like haunted and you see like a little girl you're like that's probably harmless so see my instinct to hate ghost children is like entirely correct yeah no it really truly is because it could be a demon which is but much you worse just than hate all children except for your own nieces and nephews. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't think it's about them being a ghost. I just I think you've got problems. Okay. <laughs> this just took a turn. Well, anyway, also demons are highly intelligent, from my understanding as well. Mm-hmm. So like this demon could have even heard that people were like. A little girl died in the house and just took a form yeah. that they assumed was yeah. close enough to what that girl looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or another theory, perhaps this little girl, Sally, actually did die in the house and was stuck there to like haunt it for all eternity because there is a darker entity in the house yeah. that was like uh. using her. So it could be one of those two things that's happening. Mm-hmm. Or both. Yeah. But another... Another suggestion that there could be some demonic activity happening in the Sally house. So there was a family that moved in after the Pikmins left. And they were like, no paranormal activity has ever happened here. Like, completely fine. So they actually had a surprise visit from their landlord who went down to the basement, which is a very creepy place. And in the basement, the landlord Mm. discovered a couple things. One, a large pentagram on the floor. (gasps) Two, an altar. (gasps) Three, a black kettle. And four, mm-hmm. a black robe. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So oh. apparently the mother of this family was a Satan worshiper. Oh, good. And was performing Casual. dark rituals. So did so. they did they buy the house because she knew there was something there? That's what I'm wondering. That's the impression I got from it. And Ooh. whatever she must have been doing in there, too, must have just made it, like, stronger as well. Uh. Yeah. But it yeah. probably left her alone because... Oh, yeah. And that's probably why they had nothing... <laughs> Right. Going, nothing she going she on. She said there was nothing going on. Yeah. Because she was, like, mm. in cahoots with it. 
Yes. Uh. And so if you see videos or pictures of the Sally House today and they go down to the basement, you'll see that there's this big black mark on the floor, which is from that family living there, which I'm assuming is where the pentagram was. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like permanently stained under the floor, which is fun. Cool. Super. Yeah. It's great. Um, also, this is just like a random thing, but when I was doing research, I heard about this. So I guess someone once like slept over in the house and they saw, they opened their eyes in the middle of the night. And they saw this, like, grotesque figure just, like, lying <gasps> next to them, like, staring. <gasps> Stop it. No, no, no. Can we so, go? Okay, here's the thing. So you can visit the Sally House because it's currently unoccupied. <laughs> they do daytime visits or overnight stays. And I looked on their website. You can, like, actually pick, like, a length of time you want to stay in the house. So I think we could do, like, a weekend. Girls trip. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's all get murdered by demons in our sleep. Girls. This, this place is... Well, let me let me just explain a couple other things. So when people go and have stayed overnight or visited, even just during the day, here's some of the things that they experience. Video and investigative equipment stop working. Batteries that are full immediately and completely drain. Objects move on their own. They get unexplained scratches and bruising during the visit and they find them after the visit. You get physically touched by something. Mysterious coldness. And trained guide dogs have refused to enter the room that was the nursery. Oh, no. So, and at first I'm like, you know what? People say all these things. And I've seen so many paranormal videos where they go and stay at the house and then nothing happens the whole Mm -hmm. night. Right. So, Anna, you might remember this if you watched the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode Mm -hmm. recently. Rose, I don't know how recently you've seen that episode. or Yeah. So, basically, they go. And... They were really like, I mean, if you if you've watched BuzzFeed Unsolved, the then Sheen and Ryan though. were still there. Yeah, yeah. So the whole shtick is like Ryan is very much so like demons and ghosts and spirits are real, where Shane is like, no, they're not. This is all mm-hmm. bullshit. Like whatever. So they're in the kitchen where, they, and they they went in there after they were talking about like the first appearance of the little girl ghost Sally. So they had a flashlight, and a, a paranormal investigator was also with them, and they put it on the counter, and so. They were like, turn on the light if you like that we're here. Turn on the light, blah, blah, blah. And the light's not turning off. So then Shane approaches the flashlight and goes right up to him and goes, turn on the light if you're really mad that we're here. And it immediately goes on full blast. Oh. <laughs> Ryan's like pissing himself. And it was, yeah. it was just, it was crazy. Like it was crazy to see something like that. And it was so immediate yeah. too. And mm-hmm. there's no way that they mm-hmm. could have triggered that themselves or like right. anyone was doing that. And then they also went down to the basement and were like playing around with the flashlight. And I don't remember specifically what was said, but, like, Shane was like, turn on the light if you're mad that I'm down here. Turn on the light if you're mad that Ryan's down here. And then when they said Ryan's name, the flashlight went on. And Ryan was like, we have to leave. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, Shane was like, okay, turn off the light. You're scaring him. And then it went right off. So, Uh yeah. Uh But it was, everything was so immediate. And I had never, ever seen anything like that. Because usually, I feel like a lot of the paranormal investigative things also use those, like, spirit balls. Like the yeah. lights, like the motion sensors. This was like a legit flashlight that has like an mm-hmm. on and off button. So mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, I remember like that's pretty much all I remember from their Sally House video because it like scared the crap out of me because it was like very clearly yeah. like respond, like some kind of response to what yes. they were saying. Like it, yeah. like, I don't know. There's, there's no, nothing else in my mind that it could be. Yeah. So like, and it's, it, they said, I think later that it was like one of those flashlights that like twists on and off. So it like. Yeah. is pretty like on it like it's not like a full switch like that would actually have to like be hard to move so but like there was nothing else that like turned it on 
Yeah. yeah. And if you watch it, too, you could see that. And then there was one point, like, when it was in the kitchen, too, it was, like, rolling around by itself. Uh-huh. And, like, the windows are open. There's no, like, wind and things. It, yeah. it was I'm just like, very it's freaky. Heavy, so, like. Yeah. It was very freaky. And I don't think they, they didn't stay the whole night in the house because Ryan was like, I just can't be here anymore because I'm yeah. freaking out. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I trust them with my life. So. <laughs> yeah. It's just very scary. So I'd be willing to go. I don't know how long I'd make it, but, like. <laughs> yeah, I'd be willing to go. I don't think I would sleep there. No. I, I don't think I, I, I mean, after hearing, like, the things that, like, Tony felt, like, he wanted to, to slit his wife's throat. Yeah, yeah I don't like that. Excuse me. Yeah. So, and, like, the reason it was on Unsolved, too, is it's, it's because, like, it's unsolved as to what is the, like, true mm-hmm. evil of the Sally house, and, like, is it a mm-hmm. demon, or is it just, like, a ghost, and, like, blah, 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 but I think based off of all the evidence compiled, it's probably a demon. Demon? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. that, my friends is the story of the Sally House. Whew, that was a good Ooh. one. That, that one got me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I also think Atchison, Kansas is the most fucked up place on earth, and I just don't understand <laughs> yeah. why no what one's about talking about it. What the place with the clown motel? Oh, Tonopah, Nevada? Yeah. yeah. There's more there, too, that I haven't talked about. Like, that place is just so yeah. messed up in general. So don't ever go, if you, if you are very scared of anything paranormal, don't go to Tonopah, Nevada, and don't go to Atchison, Kansas. <laughs> Those are the top two places to skip on your road trip. All right. Well, let's go. I want to <laughs> a road trip yeah, of just we're haunting going. things. Yeah, maybe the Sally House will let us do a podcast episode. Maybe they'll just break our equipment. But, I mean, it's already basically broken. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> That'll just be the last stop. crash all of our computers. <laughs> <laughs> our last stop. A grand finale. We live stream and they just cut the cameras. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah, that's the Sally House. Terrifying. Ooh. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Something, you know, I, I figured it was a good one to tell right before the holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to spend time with your family. You might as well piss your pants a little and then sure. go off. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, well, Rose. Um, mm-hmm. Do you would have a cryptid? You, would you like to hear about a cryptid? Yes. See, so you always do this, like, smile. She, yeah, it's like a smirk, me. but, like. <laughs> this is, like, okay, so this is such a change in tone after literally getting the crap scared out of me. Why did I text you earlier if you were gonna do this to me? (laughs) No, it's just it's just really strange and like like in kind of a whimsical way, but like I don't know, there's just a lot. (laughs) I promise next week I will actually cover something scary. Um But you know, I'm telling you about nightmares. You're telling me about potential friends I want to make, like the Frogman. Yeah, seriously. Come to my dinner party. <laughs> okay, but like literally, I was just minding my own business on Reddit, and I saw something about this, and I was like, I gotta know more. So I just, <laughs> I went on a deep dive. I found mm. kind of an interesting cryptid. Um, it's specific to one location. And arguably, the location itself is more interesting than the creature because, well, you'll see. But it's just a really good time. So, okay. <laughs> this is um, the story of Confusion Hill and the Chipolope. Wait, repeat that, please. Yeah, can you say <laughs> it again? I this didn't is, process it. This is Confusion Hill and the Chipolope. Chipolope? Okay. Like a like jackalope, but chips. Oh. Like a jackalope, but like a chipalope, but like a, like chipmunk. a chipmunk. Yeah, like a oh my god, chipmunk the jackalope antelope. and a chipmunk have babies. What? <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Also, we all live on Confusion Hill right now. 
<laughs> yeah. Where am I? I don't know. <laughs> so my like, main source was this um this this place's literal website. Um it's this like area in Northern California in Piercy, California, uh like middle of the wood, like middle of the woods, very cryptid vibes. Um redwood forests the whole deal so let me show you their header from their website because it really it gets me home of the rare (laughs) elusive chipalope that looks like a joke (laughs) it is so stupid chipalope oh that looks like someone had a little bit too much fun on microsoft paint it Uh does it's literally a chipmunk with antelope horns Uh uh-huh i okay cool 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 cool. i just uh huh. <laughs> so <laughs> don't brag about that. No one's gonna want to come. Like I don't understand. <laughs> so um, actually, have you guys ever seen like redwood trees in person? No, no. Because they're insanely big. Like yeah, I'm not very well traveled. There's so. one. I I visited one in California when I was like little. That um, it's like this attraction called the drive-through tree because it's a redwood that is like big enough that they carved a hole through it that you can drive through. Oh. So uh, they're insane. But um, first, I want to tell you a little bit about Confusion Hill because it's fun. There, so like, there are a number of like strange attractions there, um, including not well. So not only the Triple Oak, but including the Gravity House, a miniature mountain train ride. The Redwood Shoe House and the Ripley, Ripley's, believe it or not, world's tallest freestanding redwood chainsaw carving. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> this location also, interesting fun fact, kind of, may or may not be the inspiration for the Mystery Shack in Gravity Falls. Oh, really? But, like, oh. I don't know for sure, like, if that's confirmed, but it oh. definitely has that kind of vibe. Like, actually, I, um... I, I love Gravity Falls so much. It is so Me underrated. Too. And it is a fantastic... Actually, Anna, I feel like you'd really enjoy it. Okay. You I have would. not seen it. It's very... It's really good. I, conspiracy heavy, I feel like. But mm-hmm. it's... Oh. It's so good. It is so underrated for a, a cartoon. Uh, um, I'm so mad. My So I have a twin brother. I think I've probably mentioned that in here before. And the main two mm-hmm. characters are twins. Their names are Dipper and Mabel, and I wanted to be Dipper and Mabel for Halloween a couple years ago so bad, and he refused. Like, fl- and I was like, "All you have to do is wear a hat. All you have to do is wear a hat and a puffy vest, and that's it." And he would not do literally. It. So, Steven, so here's like the I'm vibes. So I'm sending you a picture of um, kind of the like the entrance. So you, it's older, but you can see what it looks like. It's got the the big question mark signage and all that. Oh my jazz. god, that looks exactly like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh, it's so funny. Is so that's seeing, believing? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, they've got a whole gimmick. It's crazy. It's so strange. So um, quickly to run through some of the, the fun times there. There's the, the world's tallest freestanding red, redwood chainsaw carving. Um, apparently a man built a scaffolding around what was a 40-foot tall dead redwood tree. Um, and over a period of three months, he completed his chainsaw carving. So there are tallum, t- t- sorry, taller totem poles. Um, the like world record for that is over 160 feet tall. Um, but for those, they have to like lay them down, carve them, and then stand them back up. So this was like completely freestanding, which is why it earned the title. I have a picture of that too because it's just very strange, and I just had to share. 
Like, I don't know. I forget that these places really yeah. exist, and it's just, like, so silly. Uh, uh, right? Are those bears? Yes. Okay, it's a bunch of bears in, like, clown costumes. Mm-hmm. Is his statue. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. So after that Good is the him. Redwood Shoe House, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. It, um... <laughs> Here's a picture. It's apparently very popular with the children who visit. It was used as a a float in the Fort Bragg's 4th of July parade in 1946. Okay. I'm stupid because I was picturing a house made of, like, sneakers glued together. See, that would have been more fun, I feel like. Yeah, this is just... It's like the little old lady who lived in the shoe. So that's also in this location where apparently Chippelopes also live, keep in mind. Um, And the miniature mountain train ride is just, like, one of those little rides that you can um that they have like through the woods kind of but there's a spot where it like goes through a little tree tunnel where two redwoods have kind of grown together but the main i guess the main attraction here is the gravity house um which i'm still a little confused by i think that's the point but as far as i can tell it's like an optical illusion type of thing where like you go inside and it looks like everything is like sideways like gravity is like messed up oh um, yeah Right, and the um, so there are like kind of phenomenon like this. Like this isn't completely one of a kind, but um, not to say that this isn't interesting. <laughs> but um, it's like everything is just kind of off kilter, but it makes it look like gravity is wrong. Um, I think it's like built on a hill and like kind of sideways. I'm not sure exactly. Right. I feel like it's the kind of thing like you have to go to figure out like and actually experience it, because like it, I feel like it's the kind of thing where it's like just really confusing like it messes with your mind like optical illusions that you know are wrong but like they still mess with your head anyway so um they actually say on their website it's um (laughs) quote optical contradictions and odd physical sensations that are truly confusing so i don't think they're like actually trying to trick you but like it's weird. It's. I sent you another picture oh my God. of it the looking old, like it's sideways. The old clothes. The old clothes are killing me. I know. It's really that fun. Jeans. I'm dying. <laughs> it just it's looks really like cute. everyone's like sideways, like like doing the Michael Jackson to keep balance, lean back thing. Yeah. And that, so the guy's like into space, hanging from hanging a bar. From bar. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> what is this place? I We're don't... gonna post all these pictures because they're so. Yeah, funny. they're so they're funny. Really good. Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, I think it's pretty clear what it is, but they have their seven favorite theories on the website to explain this, including a concentrated iron deposit, a meteorite in the ground, a unique combination of minerals, a buried alien computer... Oh my god. Yeah, a vortex where time slows down. A multi-dimensional door? <laughs> door? <laughs> a special spot where spirits gather. A special spot where spirits gather. <laughs> <laughs> That's Love it. That. Um like my main source for this whole thing was really basically just their website and like TripAdvisor because like <laughs> Nothing else claims this or like cares about this. Um, but oh I just, God. I just thought it was so funny. Um, and like confusing. I debated like texting you guys about it because 
I feel like any one of us could make a claim for this location, but I just, the Chipolope got me. <laughs> so, <laughs> aliens, who knows? So now, for the Chipolope story. Oh, Jesus. Um, the main event. <laughs> <laughs> the main event. So, I they have, like, on their website a whole, like, story, and it's, like, very dramatically written and everything and it's like a whole whole thing um i this is basically that i just like shortened it and paraphrased in some parts but like i'm not really trying to change the stories so like um i will i will read it to you this is the chipolope's tale okay once upon a time something very confusing happened at confusion hill (laughs) some might call it magic Others might call it a miracle. Still others would consider it a possible alien experiment with life forms here on Earth. No one knows if such a thing had ever happened before or since because there was no one around at the time to witness it. Hmm. What? It's really like the most crackhead, like, energy. I don't understand. (laughs) So what started as a sunny spring day suddenly turned as dark as a raven's feather. At that exact moment, it happened that an antelope buck and his doe were walking down the hill while a fat and happy chipmunk and his mate were scampering up the same path. They were side by side at the precise instant when the world turned dark. The sound of thunder was deafening. Lightning suddenly shattered the darkness. The wind roared as if in pain, and the earth trembled underfoot. For a nanosecond, it seemed that time was frozen. All these conflicting and confused forces were focused on that very spot on the path where the antelope and the chipmunks were side by side. (laughs) That minuscule particle of time vanished as suddenly as it had happened. There was bright sunshine again. On the forest path where once there had been four separate living beings, there was now something else. The four critters had become two. The very first (laughs) chipolope pair... Happy, soft, furry, with large, fluffy tails and perfect little sets of antlers, these new critters scampered around upon the earth. When Chester the First, as he became known, made his way up the forest path, he began to realize (laughs) that he was a very unique critter and would have to behave in a wise and careful manner if he and his mate rose were to survive in this world. (laughs) I did not make up these names. This is straight from their website. It's you. It's you. (laughs) He would only come out at night or very early in the morning from now on. He just somehow knew that they would have to become really elusive critters. This has been the lifestyle of all Chipolopes since the time of Chester I and Rose, which is why they are rarely seen and reside solely on Confusion Hill. Oh? Okay, I think I mentioned this a couple episodes back, and I don't remember what the cryptid was, but there was a Kim Possible episode where there was this, like, crazy lady who would combine animals because there was, like, their version of Beanie Babies was, like... Mm -hmm combination it was like there was like a panda roo which was like a panda like a kangaroo that's all i could think of when you said there was like a fusion of these animals i was like dan amy's here <laughs> Possible villain come back. oh my god it's it's so really funny. like crazy i don't know i just i just think it was so fun and i just i just i have a lot of questions but 
it is what were it they is. on like psychedelics when they came up with this i'm like honestly i think unclear. whoever created confusion hill was definitely high <laughs> Probably. i mean we'll be friends with them but like <laughs> yeah i mean they, it sounds like a good time sounds like <laughs> yeah, our kind of people yeah I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so um it looks like i have one more picture for you guys it looks like they have these little like ugh, they're, these little like beanie baby looking stuffed animals of a chipotle oh. and i really desperately oh want one i have a great need i know right? there's, uh, that, that's so cute that's what john wow. said too um i just i think they're really cute and really strange and i don't know what to make of them they're probably not real but i really want them to be <laughs> wow confusion hill is i feel like my home mm. <laughs> we'll ship you off soon please yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag get Rose to Confusion Hill. <laughs> get we'll Rose start, We'll start a GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, eighth GoFundMe we've started. It's fine. Literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, so again, what a tone shift for my story to yours. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to. <laughs> mm, okay. It's going to be I a whole like... other shift to mine, so it's oh, okay. Well, you know, it's a nice little break between two weird stories. It's just, like, such a crackhead nonsense that, like, I, I had to do it. Yeah, it's I love it. Yeah, it's good. Okay, who is ready? Me. <laughs> okay, there was a delay. I got scared. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, oh, I mean, sorry. my brain it. broke. I was buffering again. <laughs> buffering. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were waiting for me to do the SpongeBob thing again, or if it was just like a. Are you That's ready? ready? No, I was scared you were going to. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's why I looked at you like that. That's why I didn't. That's why I hesitated. <laughs> good. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my sources this time were the Conspiracy Theories podcast. Uh, I used a lot from them, and they're great. And one thing that I love that they do is they rate the different theories on, like, how oh, believable fun. they are. <laughs> I love <laughs> They're that. like, and this one is obviously a 1 out of 10. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, so Conspiracy Theories podcast, Roger J. Norton, and Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Ooh. Wiki. <laughs> anyway, so it's... I say anyway a lot. Anyway, it, it's April 14th, 1865. Whew, we're going back. Sorry. Ooh. Way back. Way back when. A man on a horse approaches the rear end of Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Do we understand where oh this is going? God. Yes, yes. Oh, oh my, my God. God. He leaves his horse with... An oblivious but obliging friend at the <laughs> back entrance. And then, being a well-known, experienced actor who knows his way around the theater, he makes mm-hmm. his way along all the back hallways until he finally reaches the main entrance of the theater. And from there, he walks up the only entrance to the boxes. And I think we all know what happens next. <laughs> the man enters a box with two couples in it. He barricades it behind himself. And then he shoots the president of the United States in the head. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna talk about Abraham Lincoln this <laughs> this week. Ooh. Um. Yeah. So let's let's Honestly. go back a bit. How much? How much do you guys know about John Wilkes Booth and this whole like? I feel like a lot. I feel like I've been yeah. to the Ford Theater a couple times. I've done the show that they do there where they like oh, kind of really? show you how things like went down and things oh, that's fun um okay. it's really cool it's really really cool i don't know if you guys have ever 
than no. I, um, I know more about oh, JFK's assassination. It's in DC. So. Correct. Yeah, it's in DC, right? I'm not making that up. Assassination. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I did it. My family has gone to Washington D.C. a couple times. My dad's a big mm-hmm. history buff, so we we hit all the big the big oh, stuff. Okay. It's a really cool theater, but like sitting there and seeing how like it wasn't so big and like imagining being in like the general audience when something like that happened is insane right. like it's insanity yeah. like um, seriously but yeah no but I, I feel like i know a, a decent amount about john wilkes booth but i'm excited to hear more from you because okay because mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna do a meg and kind of give you a history lesson first Woo! yours are probably gonna be much better than mine because i can't say half the names or yeah, there's no, there's a lot of stuff yeah. that I did not know about. Rose, there's this. so much information. So like, I know so like much. the basics, but like, yeah, and I'm I cut it down, so it, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about all of it. But I want to give you kind of an overview about the whole like leading up to this, what Booth was doing and his co-conspirators and stuff. So interesting. John Wilkes Booth, <laughs> he was an outspoken Confederate sympathizer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also uh, part of something called. <laughs> what did you say? He's a Confederate sympathizer. So... <laughs> we like the yep, Union exactly. here. Damn it! <laughs> His whole shtick was like, "We love slavery, <laughs> and we hate Lincoln for the emancipation." That's not funny, but I was so... I was taking a sip. And <laughs> just just him being like, oh my God. "We love it here." <laughs> yeah. Of a. yeah. Gags all around. Disgusting. He was also part of something called the Knights of the Golden Circle, which was, like, an extreme pro-Confederate group. Mm-hmm. And it's also known that he actually worked as kind of a secret agent for the Confederate Party before the war ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and people think, like, because he was such a prominent actor and, like, could run in higher social circles, that that's why they used him mm-hmm. for as a secret agent. Um uh, oh, I have in my notes. Basically, this bitch was pretty mad about the Emancipation Proclamation and the South's loss in the Civil War. Yes. Essentially, nice. very bitter. Oh my gosh, he would have been—he would have fit right in with those neo Nazis uh, that we have strolling through the streets. Oh, yeah. Tea. Yep. Pretty much. He—he yep. he was a jackass. Uh, <laughs> one thing I didn't know is apparently Lincoln was a fan of his because he'd seen him in some plays and had invited him to the White House multiple times, but he oh, never came. Obviously. Aww. <laughs> Lincoln's oh, like, ironic. come put on a show, and he's like, "Boo you! You are against slaves." Yeah, pr- pretty much. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, what the the story goes that Booth, supposedly working of his own volition, decided to hatch a plot to kidnap President Lincoln in order to blackmail the North into resuming prisoner exchanges because. Ulysses S. Grant had called off uh, prisoner exchanges between the North and the South, and that wasn't great for the South. And so basically it was like, well, we'll kidnap Lincoln, Lincoln and use him to get some of our power back in, in the South. Mm. And he recruited a few of his buddies from the pro-Confederate group to help with this plot. But not only did he want to kidnap Lincoln, Booth also wanted to assassinate two people, so he wanted to kill the Secretary of State, uh, William H. Seward, mm-hmm. and the Vice President, Andrew Johnson. Mm-hmm. And so on that night, while he was sneaking his way into the theater to kill Lincoln, two of his co-conspirators had their own tasks of killing Seward and Johnson. Mm-hmm. So Lewis Powell was one of his co-conspirators. Meg, have you heard about this? Yes. 
Because this blew my mind. It's like, cr- Well, the thing is, I forgot about it until you're bringing it up again, but I remember they, they talked about this at the theater, and I was yeah. like, I had no idea about any of this. Crazy. I yeah. didn't either. People yeah. just talk about John Wilkes Booth, but like, I, I honestly, I didn't cr- even know there were like assassination plots other too. Right? No, it, it's literally it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So anyway, Lewis Powell, he goes to the home of the Secretary of State, Seward, who was... At the time, he was sick in bed because he had gotten into, like, a carriage accident or something. <laughs> or something. Whatever. Something That's like fine. that. Whatever. It's casual. So, he was sick in bed. So, Powell dressed up as a doctor in order to, like, get into the house um, because it was pretty, you know, there was... You couldn't just walk in. <laughs> um, mm. And he said that he was a doctor and he was there to drop off medicine but the servant who was at the door and, like, answered the door had strict orders not to let anyone in. So he said to Powell, oh, I'll just take it. Like, I'm not supposed to let anyone in. I'll just take it and you can go. That didn't fly with Powell. <laughs> so he attacked the servant. Um, and then one of Seward's sons came in. Powell pulled a gun, but it jammed. So he hit the son over the head with the gun and fractured his skull and he was out. Oh, no. He also, he then pulled out a knife. And another son came in, and he stabbed him. And he stabbed the servant. And then (laughs) he went into Seward's room, stabbed a nurse, stabbed Seward's daughter, and then stabbed Seward himself. Oh, my gosh. This guy is literally stabbing everyone for no good reason. Stab happy. Very stab happy. Very stab happy. Stabby, stabby. (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah, he stabbed everyone. He he did stab Seward. That was his goal. And then he booked it out of there. Um, but literally everyone that he stabbed, and even the guy he, like, bludgeoned over the head, they all survived. So, <laughs> so he, he did a he really did, shitty job. He did a really shitty job. Like, nice. he, he inflicted maximum damage, but, like, <laughs> Like, he doesn't kills. actually know where a knife is supposed to go if you want to kill someone, so he's just right? like, oh! <laughs> he's just, like, waving it around. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how it went with this, the assassination of the Secretary of State. So, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, let's go check up on the dude who was supposed to kill Vice President Johnson. So, his name was George... I The, the name... I think it's Azerod? Yeah, that sounds a- right. A- Azerod? It's spelled very weird. There's a Z and a D, and I just mm. don't know. <laughs> so, Azerod, he went to the hotel that Johnson was staying at, and... He decided to stop by the bar for a little liquid courage. And then he got a little more liquid courage mm-hmm. and a little more. Then he just got hammered. Nice. And just stayed there and drank and didn't even try to kill Johnson. Us if we so. were assassins. We're like, we don't actually want to <laughs> right. so we'll just get drunk. And- oh, one more shot. One more shot. Literally, you guys <laughs> playing among us. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's how the night went for everyone. It was fun, eventful night. Not fun. Very mm. sad. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> sorry. Thank you, guys. That's enough of the history. I skipped a lot, but that's basically what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so Booth's motives for killing Lincoln instead of capturing him are a, a little unclear like i said like he he wanted the north to be forced in a, 
into uh, doing prisoner exchanges again, but, mm-hmm. like, that makes sense if he was capturing Lincoln. Mm-hmm. But it makes no sense if he was killing him. And then also it makes no sense to try to kill the vice president secretary of state on top of that like obviously he hated lincoln but it seems like a lot of work to go through to kill lincoln the vice president and the secretary of state just because you don't like the guy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so a little extreme why basically that's where a lot of the conspiracy theories come from was booth actually the mastermind of this like who else would have gained from lincoln's death what yeah. what's going on why why you do this uh <laughs> at john wilkes booth why you do this <laughs> and so there's about uh 50 theories okay good <laughs> there's so many theories i'm just gonna talk about three that i think are the most likely slash interesting mm-hmm. slash popular so the first one is that booth was working under direct orders from the confederate union and there's not really a ton of proof for this besides that he was like the confederate union's number one fangirl (laughs) 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 and the fact (laughs) that he was actually like a secret agent for them before the end of the war and he was in that like awful racist boys club thing cute um but there is like one thing they found documented proof that booth knew about and was maybe involved in a confederate plot before to that they were trying to blow up the white house which you know Mm. doesn't look great for him yeah not a good look Um, not (laughs) a great look i wouldn't put that on your resume (laughs) no no certainly not no so that's like pretty much that theory is like pretty circumstantial i I mean there's not really a ton of proof but it does make sense Mm -hmm. um And now this theory is really interesting. Uh, So the second theory I'm going to talk about is that the secretary... Is that right? Secretary of War? Mm -hmm. I think they used to have... I don't know if... That's like a thing. Might still be a thing. I think think they definitely used to call it that if it's not still that today. But I also don't know too much about, like, the different secretarial branches of the government. Yeah, yeah. But I'm assuming that's right. That's probably right. Also, I wouldn't be surprised we have one because we keep going to war for no reason. True. Like, please... Anyway, um, the second theory is that the current, no, not the current, the, at the time that Lincoln was killed, <laughs> the mm-hmm. Secretary of War, whose name was Edwin Stanton, was actually the mastermind behind the assassination. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, random, but yeah. <laughs> so this theory wasn't really a thing until this guy named, I'm going to mess up his last name just to tell you, Otto mm-hmm. Eisenschimmel wrote a book called (laughs) yeah i i don't know how to say that called why was lincoln murdered and this book basically it laid out a bunch of reasons why stanton was uh sketchy as fuck Mm. so stanton i mean first of all he wasn't lincoln's number one fan and he didn't agree with lincoln's mild reconstruction policies he wanted to do a more extreme approach but that's we'll get to his motivation later but it's it's kind of like a weak motivation but what makes him the most sketchy is the way that he reacted basically when everything happened um the day of lincoln's murder so one thing is he was in charge of lincoln's security detail that night at ford theater and lincoln requested his regular bodyguard who was pretty much with him all the time and he was you know he was great and he knew he was loyal 
but Stanton told Lincoln that his normal bodyguard was unavailable and he assigned his own person to guard Lincoln that night. And that guard left his post mid-play to go get a drink at the bar across the street, leaving Mm. the president's booth basically fully unguarded. Great bodyguard. Yeah, it's awesome. Love. Also, like you would think they'd have drinks at the theater, but like whatever. (laughs) Right. That's fine. Also, you shouldn't be drinking when you're working. No, you shouldn't. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Flashback to Meg and I drinking during our Zoom classes. (laughs) Oh my god. Is it like two p.m., three p.m.? We're like, let's have wine in mugs, so it looks like we're fine. Oh, we're great students. We, we really are. We, were. we graduated. We graduated. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's yep. all that counts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you graduated with honors, so I mean. True. Yeah. You were absolutely right. Was that a mistake on their part? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the theory is that maybe Stanton placed this guy here and, ba- and like ordered him to leave the booth. Like, he could have had this guy under his finger. We don't know. This guy wasn't the president's normal bodyguard. People think, you know, maybe he didn't want the regular guard there because he knew about the plot and knew Mm. that Booth probably couldn't get into the box if the regular guard was there. And this is even more suspicious when um, you find out that after Lincoln was shot, a messenger was sent to Lincoln's regular bodyguard's house to give him the news and the regular bodyguard was just chilling there. Like, he he, he had uh, nothing going on. Isn't that crazy? I remember they, they said oh that at the, um, yeah. at the theater. And I was like... So there's really... There's no real there's reason, no reason why that he couldn't he have been able... Yeah, he, he yeah. should have been working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, people think maybe he was just never asked. Maybe Stanton never asked him because he wanted to put his own guy there. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun Drama. Uh, and then another weird thing that Stanton did, or weird things, is basically the way he reacted after Lincoln was shot was weird and just not as urgent as the situation called for. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in charge of catching Booth, of course, because he was basically the big sheriff guy back then. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't sure. understand politics. Uh <laughs> But he literally took hours and hours to make any actions toward catching Booth after Lincoln was shot. What the fuck? Yeah, he interviewed a bunch of people at the theater, and since Booth was such a popular actor, dozens of people identified him, and it was like, yeah, no, that was John Wilkes Booth, 100%. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy with the the guy. That was was John Wilkes Booth. It was clearly him. He made a scene. He jumped out of the balcony and Mm -hmm. broke his leg and shouted something. Such a theater kid. So dramatic. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, it was that weird theater kid. <laughs> time, no the most dangerous theater kid ever. <laughs> um. <laughs> so even though he had the like certain identification that this was John Wilkes Booth, it took him hours to do anything about it, and um. Like, it took him hours to actually, like, block off the roads so that he couldn't escape D.C. He also, another weird thing, he delayed releasing the identification of John Wilkes Booth as Lincoln's killer. Oh, my God. For hours until, I think it was a little after 3 a.m., he finally told the press. But the press prints the Daily Morning magazine 
by 2, 2 a.m. So he literally delayed it for just long enough that it they couldn't put it oh in the morning God. newspaper. Did I say magazine? I meant newspaper. That's <laughs> sus. So, s- <laughs> sus. <laughs> Stint sus. Put him out. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing was he, you know, they had to, like, send out messages to every area that had a bridge that left D.C. or whatever. But there was one bridge that was not shut down, and it was the bridge that Booth used to escape. Okay. That's suspicious. That's that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, when Booth was finally found, um, he was hiding out in a barn. The (laughs) soldiers who were... (laughs) I just did a piece Just John Wilkes Booth things when you're hiding in a barn after committing murder of the president. Hiding in barns with your co-conspirators. Aw, that's cute. That's our next friend date. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he was hiding out in a barn with one of his co-conspirators, the only one who showed up because the rest of them sucked um, at their jobs. (laughs) (laughs) They were able to easily capture his co-conspirator and, like, had no issues, but... Booth was actually shot and killed in the barn. But there's testimony... Meg looks so mad. (laughs) There's testimony from people who were there, and I think it was the family who owned the barn. They witnessed saying that Booth, he did have a gun, but he, he had not raised it or made any sort of threatening motions. One of the soldiers just shot him. Oh my god. Straight up. So, some people theorize that these soldiers maybe were told to actually kill Booth instead of taking oh him alive God. by Stanton so that Booth wouldn't tell anyone that they were conspiring oh. together. Damn. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Isn't that That's crazy? It's crazy. That's messed up. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's weird. It's The whole thing's weird. Yeah, that's not um, a good look. <laughs> yeah. So the big weakness of this theory, like Stanton definitely looks so sketchy. But the weakness is, the motive is just so iffy, like, right, he didn't like gain any power from this. He actually resigned his post once Johnson took over, because he hated Johnson. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it just doesn't make a ton of sense, mm-hmm. because not, not like, it's not like much changed after Lincoln right. died, and it, yeah. maybe he didn't like the guy, but it, he, it didn't seem like he hated him enough for this. yeah. yeah. I thought when I was listening to the podcast, I was like, wow, this is such a strong theory. It's this guy. He did it like 100%. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just like the motivation. Yeah, because right. like even if it's if it was just to make like a statement, like, okay, but like that was so yeah. dramatic. And like not clearly, again, like you said, nothing came of that. Like it's, yeah, yeah they didn't exactly. gain anything that was like favorable to them. Maybe, yeah. maybe he's a time traveler from the future and he just did what had to be done. What? New theory. Uh, okay. <laughs> it had to be done? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the reasons. That's the whole point. We don't know the reasons. Maybe maybe the reasons was protecting the space-time continuum. Are you on <laughs> <laughs> My brain just blanked out. <laughs> just saw white. Wait, what's that new drug that the kids are doing? It's not a drug. It's, oh, mugwort? Have you, mugwort or whatever? Oh, you guys yeah. heard of this? You make no, tea, what is it? and apparently it gives you, like, the same... Um, it's like like feeling uh, like a psychedelic like it's like yeah. a, it's like literally like an herb you can buy it it's like it's, you make completely tea from illegal. it and, and you can go on a trip it's completely yeah completely legal what? isn't that crazy 
That uh-huh. is crazy. I saw on TikTok the other day. Me too. My God. My God. My God. My God. <laughs> Isn't that strange? This is a, um, a David Diggs fan club. <laughs> I literally have not been able to stop saying my God for uh, like a month. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. I hate you guys. We hate you too. Same. Yay! Cute. <laughs> like, cute that's friends. the end of the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> okay, so... Finally, the last theory, which I also think is the spiciest theory, personally. Ooh. Is oh, that is it spicy? Pre- what? <laughs> Why is it what? spicy audio? Why is it spicy? Oh my god. Anyway, my just god. delete me. Just delete my whole audio from this episode. Just have silence <laughs> okay. where the Sally House was. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> oh my god. Spicy theory, yeah. Vice President Andrew Johnson was behind Lincoln's killing. So, I mean, obviously he's the one who would have immediately gained the most from Lincoln's death Mm -hmm. because he became the president. Also, Johnson and Lincoln really hated each other. They did not like each other. Apparently, I feel like this is a move one of us will do at each other's wedding or, like, any big event, but Johnson got hammered at Lincoln's (laughs) inauguration. Like, shit face. Me and He's Anna wasted. at Rose's eventual wedding, because that will happen first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, you know, as the vice president, not a good look. Not a good look for Lincoln not either, right. and Lincoln was pissed that he got publicly intoxicated yeah. at his inauguration. Yeah, and Honest Abe will tell you straight up, like... He will. <laughs> <laughs> like, Andrew, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and then, there's also the fact that they disagreed about like 95 percent of every single thing mm-hmm. and i mean lincoln only put him on his he only had him what is it called put him on ticket. his ticket yeah put mm-hmm. him on his yeah <laughs> he only put him on his ticket because he needed more votes and they're kind of like mm-hmm. from the opposite sides mm-hmm. of beliefs and stuff so that's sus yeah they just they didn't agree on a lot of things they didn't like each other apparently they like barely talked uh it's the ongoing conflict for me. Well, yeah. Well, like, I, I think the <laughs> fact that Johnson would agree to be on that ticket, even if he didn't like Lincoln, says a lot about, like, his motives mm. for joining the ticket. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. So. Yeah, no. For sure. <laughs> That's just... For sure, dude. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> Sorry, we keep referencing TikTok audios, none of you. Because <laughs> we're giant we, children, but... We are trash. So the biggest piece of evidence for the theory that Johnson was behind his assassination is the fact that about seven hours before Booth killed Lincoln, Booth stopped by the hotel where Johnson was staying, and he supposedly asked the clerk if Johnson was there, and when he found out that he wasn't, he asked to leave a note for him that said, don't wish to disturb you, are you home? J. Wilkes Booth. <laughs> that's the, that's Wait, the text I are said, you y'all. home if he's like clearly not home <laughs> are you home question mark don't want to disturb you uh there's some speculation about this because they're saying in the conspiracy theories podcast that supposedly booth also had a friend who was staying at the same hotel and since there wasn't actually a name to who this like note was addressed that maybe mm-hmm. he was writing it to his friend oh we just have like the clerk's word to go off of but mm-hmm. it's just sketchy um bit. i also
also think the fact the way that it's worded i guess i mean i know this was the 1800s but it's weird personally that is a, i think that is it could a you be... up text that is what that is yeah <laughs> you it up? literally is you, you up? up oh yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> But, like, personally, I think it could have been some kind of code or something. Like, yeah, yeah we're on. Are you home? Oh, I didn't realize that's where you were going with that. Now I understand. <laughs> you it's up? Wow. like a kind of winky face. <laughs> Without me. Face. Oh, my God. Um, Come home. <laughs> uh, some people think that maybe he was, like, simply checking to make sure that Johnson was actually still staying there so that his co-conspirator could go shank him later. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, why leave a note? You yeah. would you wouldn't leave a note if you were just checking if he was there. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's weird. Uh, one thing is Mary Todd Lincoln, so Abraham Lincoln's wife, was convinced until the day that she died that Johnson had something to do with her husband's killing. Oh shit! Ooh. Yeah, trust a woman's intuition. I yes. yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. honestly. In a note that they found that she had written to one of her friends, uh, Mary said. As sure as you and I live, Johnson had some hand in all of this. Damn. That is a And she wasn't even the only one. Um, Some members of Congress even suspected Johnson's involvement, and they even formed a committee to look into any possible connections between Johnson and Lincoln's assassination, but they never found anything. Of course not. Nope. So, I mean, Johnson definitely, I mean, he definitely had the most to gain from this. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that some people will say, like, well, then, why were was someone going to assassinate him if, like, he was involved in this? It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. But either some people think maybe they knew that the guy that they sent to kill him did not have the guts for it. You know, maybe mm-hmm. the guy who was sent to kill him never actually planned on killing him, just said he did mm-hmm. because he was loyal. Like, mm-hmm. and... I mean, it would be a great idea for Johnson to send someone after himself right. so that he doesn't look suspicious. Cover it up. That is true. Because if you're true. killing the president and the secretary of state, it doesn't make yeah. any sense not to try to kill the vice president, too. So he definitely hmm. had the most to gain from Lincoln's death, and he hated the guy, so who knows? Dun, dun, dun. The end. <laughs> wow. wow. It really is such an interesting... Like, I, I still remember going to the Ford Theater tour and, like, Mm-hmm. We had, I think we had walked, like, the National Mall that day, and I was like, God, like, the last thing I want to do is hear more, like, history stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. I had no idea about any of the John Wilkes Booth, like, having, like, co-conspirator things Dude, until yeah, that day. Either. And Same. it's crazy. It is so yeah. crazy. And, like, highly recommend if anyone is, like, very fascinated by this theory and, like, you end up in D.C., mm-hmm. like, go do the, the Ford Theater tour. It's, ah, it's so cool. It's really cool. Yeah. We, yeah. Wow. Just wow. I have no words. I think they showed <laughs> diagrams too of like in the um in the barn like the way of like the they addressed the situation like in the barn oh, yeah. and like but when the soldiers just like shot him and oh, like yeah. the way yeah. they could have entered like it it was just very interesting like yeah yeah because it seemed like something was strange. up based off of the way like every, everything about the situation was just very mm-hmm. fishy and I feel like people don't talk about that enough so yeah they don't yeah well thank you. Wow, this was a great episode. I feel like, like I'm yeah. very confident in saying that. Like this was a good episode. Yeah, it was a good one. It was fun. I'm sorry for my crackhead nonsense, but I think it was still fun. <laughs> I mean, it, that place sounds good. crazy, and that's right? perfect. So, <laughs> it's always the hills. I was gonna say it was the first time was doing a location, but it wasn't because we had that grass. Um, hungry grass hill. Grass, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, hungry grass. <laughs> TBT. Yeah. <laughs> 
my god <laughs> my god <laughs> anyway well, it was a good it was definitely a good one thank you for yeah, joining us it was yes if you're looking for more shenanigans you can head on over to our instagram which we are the most active on at nightmare girls podcast follow us on twitter at nightmare girls pod without the a and nightmare without the i and girls facebook.com slash nightmare girls podcast or you can send us an email telling us your thoughts feelings concerns for us as we continue to spiral into the abyss at the nightmare girls podcast at gmail.com Ooh, yes. Woo. and talk again to us yes rate talk us. to us please rate us on itunes, Ooh, iTunes. Yeah. yes rate us on apple podcasts yes and make your name something funny that only we will laugh at because <laughs> please there's some good ones on there already there are yes we i haven't looked at them like so long but they're very funny so but we should yeah <laughs> yeah um, tell your friends <laughs> tell your friends we are i don't know we we might have approached this already but i think we are approaching like 700 listens we total are. which is crazy it's so mm-hmm. crazy it's so weird i'm and, and again i know we say this like all the time but like we really just do this because we like to talk about this shit so we figured mm-hmm. we might as well record it because we're just idiots <laughs> we're just blatant idiots all the time we appreciate yeah. everyone who listens 100%. yes and while we will not have a new episode up next week, I'm sure we'll be floating around on like socials and stuff if you would oh, yeah. like to chat with us because yeah. that's I'll just... draw a hand turkey and post it. Yes, yes. draw a little ghostly <laughs> turkey. Oh my god, a ghost turkey. <gasps> oh Wait, my god, can Rose, you draw Rose, us you as hand ghost turkeys? I can see what I can do. Rose, <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> Everyone oh bully gosh. Rose into doing this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. When I'm in the airport next week, I'm just gonna be like, hey, have you guys listened to this podcast? <laughs> just like whoever's next to me, they're gonna be like, please don't Stop. speak to me anymore. Just start playing <laughs> it like loudly on your phone. Like, oh, sorry. That's my podcast. Meg gets ejected from the airport. <laughs> oh my God. Meg was not the imposter. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you have for listening. We seriously do appreciate it. Yeah. Eat turkey. Eat or turkey don't... and mashed potatoes. Most importantly, Pass the cranberry Potatoes. sauce. Yep. You like cranberry sauce? Yeah, cranberry yeah. sauce is great. What? I'm so Meg- offended. I hate cranberry okay. sauce. You I have to everything. go. <laughs> <laughs> I do not Meg- eat everything. I like Meg a didn't like cran. pizza until like two years ago. Meg recently just now discovered the first soda that she'll drink. Okay. Yeah. First of all, Diet Coke's <laughs> amazing. Second of all, I don't have any explanation as to why I didn't like these things previously except for I was a very sheltered child that went to Catholic school. I wasn't sure. that sheltered. I just like what if our big like school lunch was like McDonald's pancakes. So I think that says a lot about who I am as a person oh my and my food tastes. So <laughs> let me be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where well, we're anyway. going. Thanks for anyway, listening. Yeah. So See you in two weeks. See you in two See weeks. For um, spooky Christmas season Ooh. shenanigans. All those snow ghosts and shit. Okay. Let's I go. don't know. Okay. Goodbye. Well, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Say bye. <laughs> bye.